Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Bobby Moore as a Jeff Hurst. The trailer looking at Billy Bones. A Paolo DiCaprio. A West Ham United. More than just a Good evening, good morning, or good afternoon. This is more than just a podcast. Podcast. Season 9, episode 37. And we we have another week of not playing football. And we're back again to discuss not playing football. Uh, back in the virtual studio, social distancing is... George, where are you and what are you doing? I am at home recording a podcast with you. Back also is Jonathan with a new hair colour. Jonathan, where are you and what are you doing? <laughs> I am in my loft speaking to you with my new hair colour. And could you tell our listeners what your new chosen hair colour is? It was chosen by my daughter who used to do hairdressing, who had some bleach after I persuaded her to dust off her scissors and cut my hair. And I got basically talked into letting them bleach my hair blonde so well that's all right, all right. I'm not because, going anywhere for a few weeks so. yeah well she to be fair let's just mention her Bella because she works for the NHS so she, does. she can do what she wants at the moment can't she, she including can. colour your hair yeah well gave her a world of entertainment well they gave them everyone a bit of entertainment for a couple of hours and yeah <laughs> when it comes down to it she can give me a grade two all over and I can go back to work Good, good. And finally, last but not least, it is Nigel. Where are you and what are you doing? I'm in my shed. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Yes. Uh, uh, I'm I'm halfway through still uh, collating all the crap in my new shed, but it's getting there. It's getting there. Today I built a complete wall full of um, bowling um, grand panels and pictures and stuff so that wall is purely stuff that been acquired either you know um i bought legitimately well no uh well (laughs) anyway (laughs) that is uh liberated liberated that is the word thank you very much salvaged salvage another good word yeah. it would have been salvage yeah. wouldn't it at the end yeah, of the day that's exactly what it was, it. It was so it's, well you got the footage i sent you didn't you about maybe you're gonna, yeah so yeah so yeah. i've sent you footage of when i went around the bowling ground yeah. in like the final match was played there it was a charity match 
I, I did a lot of films, so I've sent you that to see if you can put something together. T- talking of that, you and Kenny Town Lynn did your third episode of the History Podcast earlier this week. Yeah. How how well has that been received? Rubbish or good or indifferent? <laughs> uh, no, I think it's gone down well. I've not had any complaints. What was it? Just for those people who haven't listened, what what was the topic of discussion? The topic episode three of discussion was season nineteen ninety nine two thousand, the millennium year. Um, a season packed full of really good, entertaining games, um, including the Intertoto Cup. Well, we we touched on that to be fair, because there was. I mean, when I looked at it, the league was more interesting that season. While we was in Europe, the games, the first few games, you know, what did we play? We played Erenveen. First was Jokeritz. You know, it was a 1-0 win. Erenveen was the same. And then we beat Mets, which was only good away from home. And then the, the UEFA Cup run against Osijek and Bucharest. Osijek, you know, we smashed 3-0. But then, obviously, we didn't. We got knocked out by Bucharest. But there was far better games. You know, it was Bradford, Sheffield Wednesday, we drew 4-3. Man United, we lost 4-2, 3-0 down, got it back to 3-2, could have got 3 all, and then they went up the other end. You know, uh, beating Arsenal when the Canio did the two goals with Vieira getting sent off. Anyway, spitting. anyway, this is not a history podcast. You are. <laughs> <laughs> Podcast is a history podcast, so we uh, suggest to our uh, listeners go and listen to the history podcast if history is your thing. Thanks, Nigel. You're welcome. Liked your theme tune as well, Nigel. Was good. Did you like it? Oh, well, it yeah. went damn well, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Good, good. So, uh, discussing non-football, um, I've got a running order to discuss what's happened in the last week, um, and quite a lot of things have been going on. Um, You've been doing the your job. Late, yeah, the latest um, information uh, and this is in the last 24 hours that has been in the mirror and the mail today, the Premier League have been talking to the government about recommencing the uh, season in June. Um, apparently, they're close to agreeing that. I'm not sure how when, you know, we don't know when people will be able to move again. And and in, in probably commencing that or, or, or a prequel to that is UEFA have now agreed to cancel the blackout as you probably know, since the 1960s, um, no broadcasters have been able to show any games at 3pm on a Saturday. I didn't know that was anything um, to do with UEFA. Yeah, I was going to say, was that a UEFA Well, UEFA, UEFA rules, it, the UK rules got written into UEFA, so the FA and the Premier League had to approach UEFA to get it struck out their rules before they amended their rules. A, a prize for telling me why, who, uh, which figure in football, put this ban in place in the 1960s. Nigel. Sorry? Who was it who pushed through this ban at 3pm televised football in the first place in 1960? Well, 1960, the chairman of the FA then would have been Stanley Rouse. So whether it was him that... It was the chairman of, I forget his name now, the chairman of Burnley at the time. I forget his name. Oh, right. Was he worried then? I don't know, but it's not a history podcast, so I'm not going to tell you his name. Um, That's because you can't remember it, or do you know it? You literally just said that you'd give a prize if we got it right, and you can't even remember what the answer is. (laughs) No. Did he go on to run the F? Was it Bert Millichip? 
I don't know. Did you just Google that? No, he used to run the FA after, didn't he? Bob Lord. Oh, I don't know. Bob, his name was Bob. What's his name? Bob Lord. Is that his name? Yeah, Bob Lord. Oh, all right. I'll trust you on that. Um, or Google. I'm I'm not a quiz person. We, we we played a quiz on Zoom the other night, um, and John won the quiz. So he's he's your quiz man, not not me, right? And we assume you didn't twi- uh, cheat like you did on the uh, podcast. Did you win uh, the quiz, John? I did, did. win the quiz. Did, did you? I, he did. I won my uh, my friend's quiz as well. Must be well, something got, in, in the jeans. I got a 38 and the nearest was 36. I scored 23 and I came fourth. So there you well, go. That's that because seven. he was using his computer and he couldn't go on Google all the time. A bit like the West Ham quiz we did on here the other week. I don't know. Yeah, you. everyone cheated, including me. Hold up a minute, ship. I didn't cheat. I didn't cheat. You got sent the answers, uh, George. John, you cheating? got sent the answers. Well, it's cheating if you get sent the answers, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it, that is, is it? the classification of cheating, yeah. But what about me? You didn't cheat, you're right, but you came last. <laughs> so cheaters <laughs> never prosper. So I've got a 7 out of 10, but I'm not cheating. Yeah, well done. Thank well you. done. But you came last. Yeah. Um, right, let's talk about, in the last 24 hours, some interesting things that happened at West Ham. Um, like a lot of businesses, um, West Ham have got a massive cash flow problem. And I wrote this story today, and we'll go back to another story, is West Ham have got a cash flow problem between 60 and £80 million pound shortfall. Uh, they're paying out about £10.5 million pound a month in wages to players and staff. They've got they owe still forty four million forty four and a half million pound of transfers uh this year from the Pellegrini Husilius um era. Uh retail is about nine million pounds a year. Divide that's about seven hundred and fifty grand a month. They're losing on that, they're just not selling anything. Another four million pound in general tickets. They're missing out four point eight million pounds in facility fees, one point two a game. We had four games that were due to be on the box. And Sky or BT would have paid us the 4.8 million. And the biggest amount we're missing out is the 23.5 million pounds they get this time of year from season ticket sales. So usually between April and May, they get season tickets. That money comes in, that helps with cash flow. Now, someone earlier said this is a bit of a house of cards. Everything in a football business relies around that money coming in with no income streams coming in. None of clubs, including West Ham, including, and there's some worse clubs than us, Burnley, Bournemouth, etc., can afford. They don't have cash reserves. Um, so the, the real predicament was West Ham would run out of money by May. They wouldn't be able to pay their £10.5 million payroll by May. So yesterday, The Guardian released it, and I've had it confirmed, that West Ham are doing a rights issue. And a rights issue is when they sell extra shares to the existing shareholders. Now, that sound, might sound a bit strange, but basically you're paying for something you already own. So uh, David Sullivan owns 51%, David Gold at uh, 35%. Then you've got um, Tripsmith with 10 And then you've got uh, Terry Brown, Harris Family, and Karen Brady with 38 remaining. Yes, the all Terry of them Brown. will have to. Sorry, it is the Terry Brown. Not everyone it knows he's still in the club. 
Yeah. So each of those will, if they want, if they don't want to dilute their shareholdings, they've each got to put in an equal amount of money. They've asked for thirty million pounds, and what that will work out is, David Sullivan will put in about fifteen million pound of cash, ten and a half from um, gold, about three million from Trip Smith. Uh, the last one and million comes from Terry Brown, Harris family, and Karen Brady, who's got a very small shareholding. Um, and that is preferable. So that's instead of doing a shareholder loan, which they've done in the past with um, interest or borrowing from the banks. So it could be said, and I'm sure you guys will argue it, that actually they are sharing the pain as well and putting their money in to the club to, to, to stop it not being able to pay um, the wage bill in May. Um, I know <laughs> the players have got a part to pay, and I'm, I'm going to open it up to you guys, but basically Moyes has agreed to take a 30% pay cut, the same as the players. Um, the scheme came out on Friday from the PFA and the, the Premier League. The, the, the plan is across the whole of it that everybody takes a 30% annual pay cut right um but if the season is finished behind with crowds it is only deferred so they get all the money back at the end of the season if the season is finished they lose the 30 percent. if the season is finished behind closed doors they get back 15 percent of it um not noble and the players are saying no so far they don't want the money to go to the clubs they would rather donate money to a fund but the whole existence of some of these clubs will rely on players taking pay cuts like they have in Barcelona. has been announced with Messi like they have in Juventus. Um, I don't know what, I don't know what the solution is with the players. John, you're, you have words of wisdom. Words, Where do you sit? Wisdom. words of wisdom. Where do you sit on what the players should do? Should, should they take a pay cut to, um, benefit the club, or should they take? Uh, should they donate some of their money to to the NHS or, or lower leagues? Um, well, initially you sort of think, well, you see like Juventus and Barcelona and these clubs, they're all doing it, and you sort of think, yeah, that's the right thing to do. And then you see, which I find a little bit sort of uneasy to see, like the likes of Liverpool and uh, Tottenham, Tottenham furloughing their their non-playing staff which I f- find that a bit yeah I think that's just wrong it is wrong um so you know you look at it when you look to the two together I, I think it wouldn't be a bad thing if the PFA and all the players in the Premier League could agree to a certain amount form a fund which will then could then keep the wages going for all the non-playing staff in all the Premier League and and some, which is probably more, they'd probably have money left over, which they could then pass down the lower levels of the, of the footballing sort of tier. But I kind of can see the point of why would we stop taking money where they're owned by, you know, like the Fenway Group who are worth billions. And, you know, you look at Tottenham owned by whatever his name is, he's earned, he's earned billions. Even our owners are worth loads of money, you know. Well, they're probably not billionaires anymore. The the, the, the property, commercial property going down, the stocks and shares, yeah, the cost, you know, know, the worth of Ann Summers. I doubt I doubt our owners are billionaires anymore. 
But well, you know, it, 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 let's let's take it if they needed to inject my bleeding. Oh. Yeah, really. So <laughs> if they if they had to say put, I mean, I'm surprised by what they're doing. You, I sort of think, you know, Sullivan could approach the FA and the F, um, the financial fair play people and say, look, I need to put in money, otherwise our club's going under. going under. He could just put fifty mil in the club get us through this next three, four months or whatever it'll be. And he knows full well all he's got to do is sell rice or someone. And he That's what he's doing, back. isn't he? With him, without the selling rice, he's doing that. He's put the shareholders... Well, rice has got expensive in this uh, pandemic. No, it? but he's put, that, that's exactly what he's doing, though. The rights issue is put, he f- put in 30 million capital in across the whole shareholders. Yeah, that's but exactly I'm surprised, what he's doing. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised he's... You know, in one he why don't he just put in 30 million then and just without having to... Well, I don't... I think he thinks, why should I put in capital that benefits all the other shareholders? I only own 50% of the business, 50.1% of the business. Why should I bail out the the business when all these shareholders will benefit in the long term? So yeah, well, he, some, he, I think, quite respects. rightly saying, if I put it in, the other shareholders should do yeah, that. Yeah, I could agree on that. Well. But to some respects, it's the, the bed that he's having to lay in is the bed that he made, you know, the wages he's paying. And, I mean, he's, yeah, agreed. he's responsible. Agreed, John. You know, much 100, 130, I didn't mention this, £136 million a year in wages. That's on last year, and it will be a similar amount this year. What did That's we... two points. Six million pound every week, or ten and a half million pound every month. What do we think of Matt Hancock calling out Premier League footballers? Well, we, specifically, I, he did you see it? I, no, I, I just, bit, I've just seen the clip. I didn't see I, it. But he, he was asked when you know when they do that five o'clock thing. Yeah. He was asked he was, that as yeah. a specific yeah, I, question. I, I saw that. Yeah, I saw the question. But. And so he sort of said, "Well, I mean, I think he's said something since then, hasn't he? As well, so he has, yeah." I mean, the PFA did bring bring up, and actually Nigel brought this up to me before the PFA brought it. I don't know if he's been briefing them, but <laughs> he did say the taxes. I mean, three billion pound gets paid in wages in the Premier League every year. Three billion pounds. Now, if you work out that approximately, because there's no tax schemes anymore, they they end up paying about fifty percent of their wages. Mm-hmm. When when you take the employers' NI, the NI. And the PayYE, because they can't use any of these image rights schemes, they pay about 15. So that's about one and a half billion. Now, the PFA have said these wage cuts would cost £200 million of lost tax. I think it's a, a bit more than that. But they have a slight point. <laughs> but if, it's, if it ends up as a deferment, which we all believe, then it, they haven't got a point. Nigel, you, you brought this point up to us before the PFA. What, what's your view on the Hancock and the, the yeah, lost I've, taxes from Premier I've, League footballers? I think the government show how shallow they are by picking out one certain place in society as a, having a cheap shot to try and get public on their side. Um, it's easy to knock professional footballers for the money they earn. At the end of the day, it's the clubs that give them the money. So, plus, footballers are not the only people that are in society that earn that type of money. You know, we can see the bankers in the city of London, the top bosses that run these, you know, FTSE 100 companies. You know, why ain't the Tories turning on them first? 
Possibly. Well, I'm sure all of them have been hit. Well, hold up. Possibly Nick Hancock's not stood there and said, I think all oh, every chief executive of FTSE 100 company should I, be taking a I would say, the way, voters and donators to that party. You know, I would say the, the what brought it to light is the Tottenham's and the Liverpool's of the world. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that, their non- that, like that that thing isn't set up for. So essentially, well, you say that it's set up for all businesses. If you think football's a business, no, yeah. it's set up for you know these companies like like uh, the football like they're saying like Tottenham made forty million last year and Liverpool made forty five and all this. So you know they're they're basically expecting. And then you can you can talk about banking groups and whatever they're expecting these large companies with this large amount of profits to to take the financial burden and keep their staff in work. Yes, that's so right. They don't have cash but, reserves then. But, but this profit, is the thing we've they, said before. Yeah, football clubs run to a budget. The problem is a, a football club knows at the start of the season how much TV money that they're getting, how much season ticket money they're getting. The only thing they don't know is how much final league placing money they're getting. So they can try and budget. You know, we've known the club in the past have said, we're, we aim to finish 10th. That's what we're budgeting on. And that's what they run their budgets on. But now, all they- of a sudden, oh, now, all of a sudden, we've got the TV company saying, well, we can't pay you this money because people left, right and centre are cancelling their Sky BT subscriptions because there's no football. So they're losing money. So if there's no football games to be shown if the season's cancelled, they want to chunk back. The players are still expecting to be paid as per their contracts, as part of the PFA union demanding it. You know, it's something... At, has to be worked out. The only answer is play the season out when and when you can. Play the games on the TV. Players, for me, I don't think players should take a 30% pay cut, but what they should do is get paid 100% of their wages and then donate the money back that, that, that out of their net income to keep the play, keep the people on on the payroll now on their staff yeah so the, yeah. the the players actually should pick up the bit wage bill how does that help the, the non playing staff for the non playing staff why does it need Don't, to help the clubs Sean because they're going to go bust people like Burnley and Bright uh, um, and Bournemouth just don't have the funds they won't hold on how are they going to hang on a minute Don't bite the hand that feeds you is the old yeah, saying, but as long as you, know, you can't, you can't destroy the thing that actually pays you the wages in the first place, it's ridiculous. But Look, I'm going to bring, I'm going to bring, let's bring hold up, No, no, hold up. Because you asked me, let me finish. If the season's finished, in. yeah, if the season plays out to the finish, they know how much they're going to earn in a year. So if they earn that in that year, you're not laying out any more money than you didn't expect to earn. So the TV money will stump up. Once the season's finished and everything's unky dory. Yeah, but then it's only a deferment. They've agreed that this is a 30% deferment of their wages. And if the season's finished, they get all that money back. So all it has has been a deferment of their wages to help with cash flow and not being taken away. I want to bring in George. George, okay, I want to talk sure. about Sky, Sky and BT. <laughs> now, as you probably know, George, because I know you're big on figures, the deal from 2019 to 2022 both globally and domestically is worth 9.6 billion yeah right and and that works down obviously 3.2 billion a year to the 20 premier league clubs obviously now what what 
the broadcasters are saying is you haven't played a quarter of your games and therefore we have appointed lawyers to maybe take 600 and sorry 762 million pound back if you divide that by the 20 clubs it works out about 38 million pound each now is is that have they got a right to do that and i'm just going to ask you one last question on top of that is i know you pay for sky have you suspended your sky i know virgin require also you to actually ring up and suspend it instead of suspending everyone but you get to watch sky for free where do you sit on this george what was the first part of the question no, I'm joking. The first um, part of the question <laughs> is, 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 are the broadcasters uh, right to, right to demand well, their money back? You know, they, they I, I mean, what the details of the initial contract, do they include anything like this? They probably don't, hence why they're appointing no, lawyers to try and claim it back, right? Agreed, yeah. So, in theory, no, they're not. But you do get the point they're making, especially when people like me have postponed their sky subscription i have done that i have suspended my payments and do you so, still get uh, to watch sky sports by the way i haven't tried to be honest there's nothing on i want to watch which is why i stopped it apparently virgin Even, everything's stopped in it unless you want to watch yeah, we, virtual formula e <laughs> yeah i guess they're doing replays and stuff are they or well yesterday they yeah. had a live grand prix with um virtual formula one cars and they had like that. celebrities driving, like Ben Stokes and people like that. Anyway, yeah, nothing on. So, how much is that? How much are they? How much? Do you mind me asking? How much you paid for Sky and how much they're not getting? I can't remember. Tom, I think it's about nineteen quid, something like that. John, you're on Virgin, aren't you? I am. Yeah. Have you suspended yours? I have, yeah, I did it, but I just emailed them. I didn't have to ring up or anything. Yeah, Sky, Sky would just do it on their website as well. They made it pretty easy, to be fair to them. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's the sports package I had, which was the uh, Sky Sports and the BT Sports combined. It saves me about 25 quid. Yeah. So but you no, can see Sky and BT are point, not getting yeah. their money now. Yeah, I can see their point. You can but see the contract's a contract, isn't it? But this is—it's the same. But this in this on the same breath, you know, we're all—I'm furloughed, so you know, we're all furloughed or we're whatever. But because yeah, footballers... you're not working. I've taken a twenty-five percent pay cut. Um, yeah. I know be- Nigel's not working. And because footballers have got a contract, they have to get paid. So Sky and Virgin and all these people, obviously, they're going to have to look but, at but these that's contracts. Where, if you work it out, actually. <clears throat> So our, our West Ham's pay is £136 million a year. If you take a 30% pay cut over that, you get about £40 million back, and the money would miss out. We're not finishing the season is 38 So the two things counteract each other, games that they ne- never had to play, and that's why I think it's fair that the football clubs benefit rather well, than... Anyway, no, I can understand NHS, why you think that because you've been pushing it hard because you, you're trying to get back online with your buddies. Well, but, I, I think... Look, I'm going to say this and I, I'm gonna, you're going to shout me down. I think... No! Credit where credit's due. Brady's doing a great job at the moment. <laughs> she could have furloughed all the staff, right? She could have... She could have uh, laid people off, made them redundant. She could have done what Spurs did, etc. So how, so how, how much does um, Spurs save 
was it? It was under three hundred grand or something, wasn't it? They're saving, and it was like I don't know. It was a PR disaster. I just think she's showing great leadership, and also saying that she will take the thirty percent, the same as a player, saying that publicly. First chief executive to say, "I know you don't like her, and and there's been a lot of history." But (laughs) I think I think credit where credit's due. Of course you do. Who's playing that in the background? <laughs> but I, I would say that that all of this boils down to one thing: it is just morally wrong for like, a, like for clubs like Liverpool and Tottenham and that, yeah, to they're, save they're, themselves. And they if are this two goes Champions League clubs as well, aren't they? That's yeah, they've been so bad about it. If this goes on for three to four months, they're going to save themselves like one point five million or something over that time. It's just, it's just wrong. Yeah. And however it plays out, you know, that's why people are picking on footballers and are digging them out is because the other side of it. And it's just like you say, it's Liverpool have, have just ruined themselves by doing this. Any well, I don't. I mean, personally, I don't think it's wrong. I, 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 it, if you bring in a system and it is a system that's not means tested and it's for all businesses to take use of the only thing i would say is that if you're furloughing people you either furlough everybody employed or nobody and the problem is is they've only furloughed the 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 people that are paid the least amount of money um rather than the most because obviously if they yeah, furloughed you, footballers... it's only up to two and a half grand. That's the problem, isn't it? Um, that's the thing. You furlough footballers. See, I said it, I think, last week. Before. Furlough all the footballers. Yeah, put them on two and a half put grand. Put them on two and a half yeah, grand. You can't do that with their contracts, but that's another story. Anyway, let's move on. Uh, a week is a long time in politics, they say. A week is a long time in football politics at the moment of what's going to happen. I'm sure we'll come back to it next week. Now for a I'm bit sure of transfer will, news. There's nothing else to talk about. Now for a bit of transfer <laughs> news. So there's been three bits of information beyond. I'm going to pick three out. The first one is Sky started talking about West Ham have a forty million pound budget this summer, and supporters were up in arms, going, "Why is it only forty million? What utter utter bollocks!" <laughs> the last thing we're thinking about is uh, about a transfer budget. If we can get out, we're going to play the bloody payroll next month never loan transfer budget there is no transfer budget been set whatsoever I was, so i was gonna say i'd be happy with 40 million at this moment in time. yeah well it's, <laughs> it's just not happening the next stupid one this came from italy from an, an inter fan site but it's been published by the sun today it's been published and i know you've tweeted on it. by your twitter account as well Mr. well Volpo. automatically well, oh you know <laughs> alexa sanchez Alexa, um, Sanchez. Alexa Sanchez, that go? Hello, Alexa. Yes, are you going to come to West Ham? Uh, I think about it. Sanchez, maybe yeah. I'll come a later. <laughs> and Alex Sanchez. He, yeah, Alex he earns, Sanchez. His name's not Alex either. Um, he earns five hundred and five <laughs> grand a week uh, after he come from Arsenal to Manchester United. Forty million budget you, gone in one pound. As, as you've known, he's, he's an Inter, and apparently. West Ham are talking to his agent. Uh, bollocks, are we? There is no way on earth. Um, he doesn't match anything. It's just not happening. The second one is, Issa Diop That's the third wants one. to leave. Right? He wants to leave. He's unhappy. He wants to leave this summer. I spoke to a senior source. He went, news to me, 
happy as far as I'm concerned. He's not talked to us. We've had no inquiries, no bids. So my my advice to you all, if you see any transfer information, even if it comes from my Twitter account, it's rubbish. The transfers are the last thing on people's minds. In fact, we don't even know when the transfer window will open at the moment. So just just to, just to clarify this, Sean, you're saying anything that comes from your Twitter account is absolute rubbish. I, I think you need to explain your Twitter account, Sean, because <laughs> as much you know as it grated me to defend you the other night, you know, I, people don't seem to get the gist of what your Twitter account I is. I do doing. use robots. I do use robots to to automatically tweet West Ham news from. Uh, the Sun, Sky, The Guardian, The Daily Mail, Team Talk, uh, West Ham Till I Die, uh, Football London, uh, The Metro, you name it. Every West Ham news source out there automatically gets tweeted. I don't censor it. I don't filter it. Why did you say that one? No, it's automatic. It's a robot. If you don't like it, don't read it. Apologize. If If they're rubbish afterwards, I will say they're rubbish afterwards. So that's 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 the service I offer on my Twitter. So who sends out all these things saying how the players should be doing this and the players should be doing that? Where's that all come from? What do you mean? Journalists well, with nothing to do, but they've got to still put stories out. So how how the you know the you're talking about how all the other clubs are in Italy are saving money and doing this thing for players? Yeah, yeah. Where's that all get retweeted from? I thought that was all from Claret and Huge. Well, uh, we're just pointing out what's going on in the rest of the. You know, it will be Quite helpful regularly. to point out what's Quite regularly. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're just we're just helping out, John, because we're helpful like that. We're just pointing out to the players what other clubs have done and should they like to take the lead. And I, I sent a tweet out yesterday to players saying if they would like to take the lead in West Ham to take the first cut, that would be uh, make them. Um, I think decent moral people <laughs> anyway oh, moving God. on we don't talk about how sausages are made john i've told you this before cow's lips and anyway, assholes then the next the next section All in one how about sausages no. sausages yeah it's a handover to nigel of the second part of the podcast um i believe he's asked and he asked us earlier to come up with our um, favourite 11 in Premier League uh, era and then we'll move on to the questions Did he? Nigel how do you want to cover this segment of Oops. the podcast I'll come up with one <laughs> well, why don't we should we look at your team first yeah, let's look at my team because I was the only one who, who actually sent one in I've done my team actually um, why, don't we, why don't you lot do your teams I'll go last <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Right. why don't you just say your teams and we'll just discuss them so this is Sean's team. So do you want me to read it out, Sean, or do you want to like? Do you want to throw it? Well, out I think me? I can read those names out myself. Yeah, you could on. do it by so, position, guys. You could say yeah, goalkeeper, so goal, Sean, boom, 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 and then yeah. Me go so my goalkeeper, I put in Fabianski. Just beat it for Ludo for me. Um, I put Julian Dixon at left back. I've got Rio Ferdinand and Slavin Bilic in as in the centre back positions. Glenn Johnson uh, in right back. I've got, uh, just in front of them, I've got Declan Rice and Scott Parker in in sort of central midfield. I've got um, Frank Lampard uh, and Dimitri Payet uh, playing in front of them. And then I've got Carlos Tevez and Paolo Di Canio playing up front. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Right. Well, yeah, I'm not sure about Billich myself, to be fair, if, if I was looking at it. Well, I as mean, a centre-back, I thought it was a terrific centre-back. Yeah, but terrific. he weren't there, for me, weren't there long enough. Um, and oh, Glenn oh, Johnson as well. Oh, it's going on the length of time. I, well, I no, didn't know that I, was in the rules. Well, it ain't in the rules. In it's fact. a Premier League. It's, yeah, but I mean, if you look, I mean, you went with Glenn Johnson. How many, right, without Googling, yeah, Mr. Wikipedia, how many I know games, he's there for a short time. Right, well, how many games did he play? That's what 11. I'm saying. So how can you say, is he really been the best <laughs> right back that we've had in the Premier League? I'm talking about his career in total. Uh, so well, the same, the same is, as why I put Frank Lampard in is, there. You, your top West Ham my Premier answer, League my team. Rules. Uh, Look, you, you shut up and just do yours now. Nigel's question, Nigel's rules. Exactly right. Well, I'm oh, entitled to go. question it. Anyway, in go. I've Whatever got, I said would be wrong. No, go no, I ain't got a problem with your midfield. Very, very good. Not You know, there's a few in there. Carlos but Tevez again. again. La- I, would, I would say Lampard. His impact at West Ham wasn't. No, it wasn't. Know. So I've, no. I'm really. Well, it was. It was pretty decent. So, Sean, you've but... just gone on uh, reputation, really, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. That's what you've done. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, in goal, I've got Ludo. <laughs> Ludo. Uh, right back, I went Ian Pierce. Uh, oh. Left back, Julian Dix. I went for Rio as well, but I put Winston Reid in with him because I think he's been a great really? servant. I think he's been a great servant at a club. Um, and, and I think when he was on top of his game, he really was top notch. I watched yeah, the other. Do the you remember other when he uh, refused to sign a contract? He thought he was going to go, and then he didn't. <laughs> well, you, well, yeah, but a lot of people have done that, haven't they? You know, Yossi Ben Yoon said he weren't going to sign, then went to Liverpool. So I watched um, the the last game at the Bowling, the Man United game, it was on YouTube. I'm sure yeah. you're all aware. I watched that the other day, start to finish. And he was superb in that game. Yeah, he, he, when he was on form for about a three, four year 
period, he, he, he was uh, our, our, one of our best players. Uh, midfield, I've got Ian Bishop, I went Mark Noble, mm. uh, Scott Parker, Trevor Sinclair, and Dimitri Payet. I went for a five-man midfield. And then up front, uh, I've got Paolo Di Canio. Did you see his clip? Everyone seen his clip that he shared? Yeah. Yeah, it's really yeah. good. Pretty good. Didn't talk yeah. about that, did we? Not bad for a fascist. Oh, shut up. <laughs> dear, oh dear. You're coming with my Tory. That's rich. Yeah. Uh, John got a team yet? I haven't, no. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, John, I'm... why don't we try and come up with the worst one? Let's put a spin on it. <laughs> <laughs> In goal, Roberto. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Go on. You're going to help well, me. Well, that, isn't it? Oh. Uh, um, let's go. Uh, well, we know up front will be Savio. You've got to have Roger the Relegator somewhere. Roger Johnson. So you've yeah. got Roberto in goal. And you've got Savio up front. Yeah. Uh, Roger Johnson. Who's the Arsenal back. player that we had as a N- right back? Nigel Quasi, centre mid. Quasi. Do you remember yeah. who Quasi was? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. I still, uh, I was, I still watch that Vine clip of Roger Johnson defending against Yaya Torre. Where he Man just City. Run the oh, run you're a bit harsh on him. You know, he was waiting. You know, Bobby Norback <laughs> used to back away a bit before going for the tackle. Perhaps yeah. not off the pitch. But uh, Marco Bugas. Well, Booger's up front with Savio. Yeah. yeah. Um, you need another three midfielders. Uh, um, a midfielder? Rubbish midfielder. I'm just trying to think of players that used to, when he used to come Diego on off the bench. Diego Tristan, oh. no, he was a... Diego? Diego Tristan was all right. He scored a couple blanging free kicks, didn't he? Um, how about Danny? Or Who? Alain? Well... Elan, yeah, we had Elan. Elan, he scored four goals, kept us up. What about um, Kepper? Was it Kepper Blanco? You, you, do you know you right going for forwards here? Kepper Blanco. How about Avaro, Are you ready? Vladimir Lebant. <sighs> he was shit. He was all right. I remember he needed to oh. score from the halfway line and Canute scored. Do you remember that game? Yeah, but I think that was one of my first games, that one. Crap, Lebant. How about Roland Rat? What, all right, what we'll go Levant left back because we're struggling now, boys. Res Van Rat, right back. Res Van Rat was all right. He was. All he right. was a right back, was he? Yeah, he was left back, wasn't he? Was he? I, I think he was, he was all right, right though. What about Ilunga? He had one good season and was awful. Oh, I thought Ilunga was all right. Yeah, he was all right, Ilunga. How about Joey Bouchamp? We didn't play, Sean. did he? Sean's googling again. Yeah, yeah, I am. Cool, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear, How did I tell? Worst West Ham players ever. How about Benny McCarthy? Oh, you've got enough uh, forwards. Got enough forwards. Do you know what? I, I'd take out Savio because I, I don't think he really played a lot, and put in me. Don't. Oh, here's the rules. You always have to have. They have to play. No, well, Savio just... was like nine million quid and played twice, and then disappeared and kidnapped himself. It's like really, it's a, it's a pretty bad going, isn't it? Right, that is true. Yeah. What about Mido um, as well? Mido was. Uh... What about oh, them we, need, we need some centre mids? We, we need some centre mids. Uh, well, we had. Um... Oh, what was his name? Still following him on Twitter. Abu. 
Smashy Boo is not the worst, is he? Oh, what was his name, Nigel? The Italians we had. We had two of them, didn't we? We had one loan had, from AC Milan. Yeah, uh, not Dean McKayley. Um, uh, Notcherino, isn't it, or something? Antonio Notcherino. Yeah, Notcherino. He, he was he was crap. And who, who was the other one? Um, I don't know. Well, there you go. There's our... Uh, Julian Fibre. Yeah, I don't know there. if you've done all the positions, but thanks, thanks for trying we and tried. all the effort. We're providing some content, you know. We're struggling this week. <laughs> How about I, John I Pantsil? Thought, I thought Fibre was awful. Yeah, you hated Fibre, didn't you? I did, Who was the Turkey guy we had recently that was rubbish? From uh, Gokhan Tor. Yeah, yeah. going there. Yeah. yeah, put Gokhan Tor in. <laughs> Do you remember? He gets the ball and does far cool. Yeah, sorry, sorry. For, apologies for my potty mouth. Right, so we go to Facebook, Twitter questions on. Here we go. It's time for. Yeah, I'm. I'm yeah. just going to tell a Julian Faber story before we start, just because uh, I I have fond memories of Julian Faber because I used to work in the car park at Chesnutwood Adventures. And one afternoon, a very flash Range Rover drove in and I was standing at the gate as they come in and he pulled, he wound down his window and said, where can I park? And I was like, oh, it's Julian Faubert, obviously being a West Ham fan. I said, follow me. So I took him right up to the front where some people had left from the morning and he had a parking space right outside. And I left him to it. I said, have a great day, blah, blah, blah. And I went back to the gate and he walked all the way back down to the gate with a 20 pound note in his hand. He said, this is for you. And I said, I can't take it because we weren't allowed to take it. We used to get like searched because they used to be hot on people stealing from the tills and stuff. So we weren't allowed to have any cash on us. But I just thought that was a really nice thing for him, for him to do. He didn't have to do that. And he walked all the way back to give me £20. Did you not go? Good story, bro. You can't park there, mate. You're offside. No, not there. You're offside there and all. Yeah. You missed it. You missed the parking to, space. Uh, to Real Madrid. It was before he we went to Real Madrid. Yeah, he went to Real Madrid. You had a few, didn't you? You had Scott Parker. Scott Parker came in, yeah. Um, Kovac, actually. Radislav Kovac came on the oh, same day as Faubert. He was decent. He came in the same day as Faubert. I couldn't believe it. I was like, do you know uh, Julian Faubert's here today? He's like, really? Here today? He's like, yeah. Oh, he talked like that. Yeah, he, he did. Well, he was checking his vacuum, wasn't he? So. Mm. Anyway. It's time for this. Again. <laughs> Again. Yeah. Yeah. Time to. Yeah. Um, it's Facebook, Twitter, question time, where you, the eight listeners, get to ask Nigel questions who he will not answer, and we'll just ignore Twitter because we don't really look at it anymore. So it's really just Facebook question time. By Nigel. To be fair, I ain't got the login for Twitter, so I can't look at it. <laughs> so why do we call it Facebook Twitter? Because well, that's what it was. But then I lost the I, when I, I had one of my little Twitter. I'm coming off Twitter fits. I deleted it, and of course, it wiped all the all the um, all the accounts that I had. All right. Well, I'll so, check it tonight. Then, so I'll check it. Have case. a look. Well, I mean, we're down to seven listeners. Why? <laughs> Who's left? Well, I don't know. We've got Nick Harvey. He's still here. Thanks, Nick. Uh, Ever-present, probably this season. 
evening, gents, he says. He's got a classic 4-4-2. I should ask, though, because obviously I put, give us your best League 11, Premier League 11, and we'll try and build a Premier League Hall of Fame. Uh, so he's gone for Ludek Mcclosco. Hello. He's gone for, it's not bad, he's gone for Tim Breaker, right back. Rio and James Collins at the back. None of us picked James Collins out. Uh, Julian left back. Joe Cole, Moncur, Carrick and Trevor Sinclair. And then he's gone Dean Ashton and Paolo up front. Nice. And also he's put at the bottom, well done West Ham for not furloughing staff, but as always, it's still Brady outs. Oh, no. Here we go. No. No, Sean. No. What do you mean, no? No, I, 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 that that ship sailed. You know, the world's changed now. Do you know so who? I withdraw. Do you know who? No one's mentioned Thomas Repka. It might be a reason, isn't it? No, really. All right. So not Brady out no more, Sean. Or Sebastian. I did Schemmel. sort of one. make up on her birthday on Friday. <laughs> Quick, stop it before we get done by the algorithms. <laughs> Go on. Oh, dear. He's back, the puppet. Uh, Richard Dodds. Doddsy. 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 Uh, all right, my answers. How you's doing, he says. Well, my beautiful countryside is now full of people. Uh, but Sean, no sunbathing, please, because we have enough problems in the world at the moment without seeing your toned body. He said, is it just me or are you all frustrated the way Brady, uh, Brady bitch, try saying that uh, quickly three times, Brady, Brady bitch, bitch, Brady bitch, Brady bitch, came out as if she was some sort of hero to take a 30% pay cut. Uh, but she'll only do it if the players do it, Sean. Is that right? Yeah. No, I think she's she's agreed with well, a lot of the outcome with David Moyes to take a voluntary cut anyway. Oh, well done. Um, it's, it's easy when you earn so, a million pound to take a 30% cut. Uh, 1.113 million. Yeah, for 20 hours a week work. That's tough going. Try saying that quickly three times, Sean. Yeah. Uh, And he's put, this is, I don't know, he must be a figures man, because he's got, don't forget, 30% in real terms is only 15%. The rest would have gone on tax anyway. Is that right? Is that how it would have worked out? I suppose it would have done. They will pay 15%, uh, 50% of the money on tax anyway, but but that's for everything, you know. When you talk about wages for Premier League footballers, anything over a certain amount is fifty percent tax. Once you get over the first hundred grand, uh, he's hundred fifty grand to be precise. Right, he says, Sean, what does this rights issue look like? They are offering the shares, which I think you've covered. He says he's not up to date businessman though, because he's retired now. People, let man of leisure, Dodsy. Uh, but this does show. Or does it show that they are not West Ham fans at heart? Because their business no, empire show. is sinking and they're not prepared to put their own money in. Well, they are putting their own money in. Yeah, but it's the opposite. He knows that now that you've explained it earlier in the show, but at the time he didn't know that. So yeah. um, what he's done is he's not done a team. He's just threw a list of players that he thinks should be out there. So here's some players to put in the team. So he's put... Uh, Craig Bellamy, which for me weren't here long enough, but great player. Uh, another great I, player. I loved him. Like, I loved Craig yeah, Bellamy. Bellamy, when yeah. he was fit, was outstanding. Golf clubs. Uh, not not when he was with us, do you mind? Uh, he's put Stand Lazaridis. 
Um, I don't know if that was meant he was like always like upwards or he fell over a lot, but I thought his name was Stan anyway. Uh, but Skippy was brilliant, scored one of the best goals away I'd ever seen against Newcastle. Fantastic goal away. Um, and, and it meant I got bought beers all night by Sunderland fans in the pub where I was staying up there. Uh, John Artson, we didn't mention him. Matthew Everington, Rob Green, uh, great keeper, but, you know. Dean Ashton, Stuart Pearce, Sinclair, Tevez. And I don't know why, but he put Mascherano as well. Um, Again, probably a bit like me on reputation after his time yeah, at West Ham. Yeah, which I should have perhaps explained it better than my idea was it's a Hall of Fame, so you don't just pick someone that's played like 12 games, Sean. Um, <laughs> like Tevez and Mascherano. Yeah. <laughs> or, or, or Tevez Glenn, played or more Glenn than Johnson. 12 games. He didn't yeah. really. Glenn Johnson was Tevez, one. Tevez, is, Tevez jumped ship as soon as he got the opportunity. He barely played any games. Oh, no, it's loyalty as well. Sorry. I, uh, this, these rules to this, this competition well, no, change all the time. If you're having a Hall of Fame, yeah, then the idea of a Hall of Fame is you reward the players. I didn't so, know it was a Hall of Fame. I thought it was a best, best 11 since oh, in the Premier League area. No, you know, but... I'm, 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 I know I'm being a bit of a pendant, but, you know. That's one word. Pen, a pen. Yeah. Never heard that. What's that mean? He swings. Isn't that, yeah, um, isn't that a thing that swings <laughs> in a, a clock? I mention what he does in his garden, for Christ's sake. What, uh, in his sex pond? Yes. Yeah. His bubble bath. He's got his lust. sex pond in the garden. Yes. Just uh, all you need to do is bring a bottle. <laughs> Come on, move on. Uh, anyway, question for George says the yes. maid Miriam. Yes, uh, Boyles, uh, do you think or Boyle, George? Uh, do it's you me. think, if possible, the Chargers should draft two Tagovailoa? <laughs> or is his injury record at Alabama a stumbling block? You know what? Yeah. I, I just ignore the Chargers now. I used to be a Chargers fan. I used to be. Uh, uh, I've got family in San Diego. I, as as a result, I chose the San Diego Chargers as my team. Um, but I was disgusted at their move to LA, so I completely shut off all Chargers yeah. radar. I make you right there. That is that uh, for me. Chargers is like the Rams. The Rams were LA Rams. Then they went to St Louis, and they went back to LA. But then the yeah. Raiders would the LA Raiders. But apparently they're the Oakland Raiders. But apparently before they were the LA the Raiders, they were the Oakland Raiders anyway. And now they're the Las Vegas Raiders. They're not. Well, are they really? Yeah. When's that starting? Is that from this uh, season? I don't know if it's it? this season or next, but yeah, they're, they're headed to Vegas. Oh. It's just out to the new stadium, or brand new stadium for them. I was out there last summer. I will be visiting. There. Oh, well, anyway. Uh, he's got a question for you, John. This is Marion, by the way. Uh, with the plan to complete the season in full, do you think a shortened season next year, based on the old Scottish Premier League setup? where the league is split at the halfway point after 19 games, when the top 10 just play the top 10 and the bottom 10 just play the bottom 10. And then that decides who gets Europe and who gets relegated. I I actually liked the idea. I can't remember whose name it was last week who said, let's suspend next season, let's finish this season and then have other games, like concentrate on more games, like a smaller regional league or something agreed or something like that. 
Yeah, so, just run a yeah. cup competition. Yeah, just make just just concentrate on the two cup competitions and have that and do that like a spread it out or something. But yeah, I think let's concentrate. Cancel next season. Finish this season next season and fill the rest of the time up. Because we've got the Euros in the summer, the following summer now, haven't we? Yeah. I thought it was a good idea. Of course, they've followed my plan. You know, it would tie in with the World Cup at the end of 2022, but that's because I always think ahead because that's going to fuck the league up anyway in two years' time. Uh, he's got a question for me. Am I disappointed that the new The The album has been delayed? Uh, no, because plenty of good music out there for us to uh, listen to. A question for you, Sean. The most serious question of the day. Uh, quite apt for your age, Sean. Yeah. Sean? Yeah. Right, making sure you're there. I don't know if he's washing up or cooking your dinner. Uh, Tis was or swap shop? <laughs> oh, dear. That's a. Re- Do you know? I'm- <laughs> Even though he spelt swap with an O. I mean, because of Sally James, uh-huh. I'm going to go. Uh- well, what did you watch as a kid? It's not because of. What did you watch as a kid? Tis was or swap shop? Right, I watched both of them, but I remember. How did you watch both? They were on at the same time. Were you that oh, rich right. that you had a telly at the same time? I you? probably videoed one on VHS, and but no, it was no, Tis you was. didn't, Sean. <laughs> Tis was. Tis was. Tis was. I, was I, sat, I sat on Sally James's lap in 1977. Hey, we, we can't hey. tell those kind of stories on air. <laughs> do tell. Come on, you got to give. How did you get to do that? <laughs> I was ten at the time, and I had a picture with a, a silver jubilee thing. Oh. Uh, yeah. Fantastic. Tis was. Tis was all day long. I was a swap shop kid, to be fair. Oh, Noel Edmonds and um, who's the scarcer geezer? Um, Keith Chegwin. Keith Chegwin. Jimmy Savile. Cheggers. No, not Jimmy Savile. Cheggers plays pop. Yeah, Cheggers. Um, yeah. Who was his sister? Radio Janice Long. Janice Did you know that? Long. Miss Cheggin. Yeah. Yeah. Chegwin. Uh, Oh, Dodsey's come back. He says, one more reference to share buyer. If we all stick 100 quid in, 100,000 West Ham fans, would this give us a share in how to run the club? Good question. In regard, because I did ask you, Sean, didn't it? Rights issue. Would well, you not open it up to the fans? That if the no. fan could organise a supporters trust, could they then no. buy it? No. He's not doing the that. Right, He's not a silly, rights is issue. He? Rights issue is exactly what it is. If you look it up in uh wikipedia it is it's to available only to existing shareholders if it's unsubscribed so enough and by the way some shareholders could buy more than they've got at the moment to increase their shareholding then it could go out to outside but usually it would then go to you know investment funds rather than the general so how do they, i mean i zoned out a bit when you was talking earlier which perhaps i should have done um, so if we, if if hundred percent of the shares are split up that gold's own, so if you say there's hundred shares, Sullivan held fifty one, gold thirty five, and all the others, what do they do? How do they create more shares? So what they do is let's say there is um, a thousand shares split between them. Let's try and make it simple. Well, why right? not go over hundred? So yeah, make it really simple. All right. So let's create twenty five new shares. Let's do ten. Right, twenty-five. <laughs> let's, do, let's, let's, let's do let's let's do a hundred. So they create another twenty-five shares, right? And they say, okay, we are now going to have one hundred twenty-five shares in total, right? They're, they're, you can have different categories, but let's not get complicated on that. And so they're diluting the shareholding 
but they're saying, right, we're going to sell them usually at a discounted price. I'm gone again. And, and therefore, more capital comes in. So the £30 million comes in, and you get shares in return. So but since they already own it, they're buying. <laughs> the existing shareholders are capitalizing the company with cash for something they already own. So if they all put in the equal amounts, they end up with the same percentages they already own, but they've, they've invested capital into the business to keep it afloat. Is that boring? All right, thanks. Yeah. Anyway, next up, uh, we've got uh, Stelios Kiriakou. Hello, Mitty Peeps. He's just gone, Here's my cold boogers, Eddie McKelly, Nenny, and Nazareko. Dean McKelly was all right. Yeah, I thought Dean McKelly was all right. And Nazareko people is Savio. Uh, that's all he's put. Well, thanks for that input still. You can go back to your uh, jazz now. Thank you. Uh, uh, hello, says Darren Milan. It's Dazlaria. As we Dazlar. We all love our West Ham, he says, and I'm hoping our players lead by example and decide on a far greater reduction salary than the paltry 30%. You wouldn't say it was paltry if it was you, mate, I'll tell you, being banded about. He was very pleased to see that we haven't done the furlough option, unlike the Spuds and its chairman with his 7 million salary, including bonus. He's hoping West Ham can be the Barca of the Premier League and put the other clubs to shame. Uh, yeah, yeah. Don't, never going to happen in a million years. And this is the, he's put the in capitals to accentuate it. Time for our playing staff to show our fans uh, that they care about the club and not the mercenaries that some get tainted out. Show us that it's not all about kissing the badge and taking the money. Good luck. He's give us, though, his 11. You ready for his 11? Shaq the Rizlop in goal. Great keeper. I love the old Shaq attack. Uh, Dix, Rio, Ian Pierce, one for me. Lucas Neal, mm, not sure. Uh, Joe Cole, Rice, Sinclair. He's put Payet, hates to say it though, Ashton and DiCanio. And he's put, by the time you broadcast this, I will be on my night shift. So please wish us well on the Nayland Ward Colchester Hospital and please stay safe. See, I got that ready just for him when I read that comment. So, uh, so fantastic, Dazlar. I think all so, from more than just a podcast, I want to say a big thank you to you for standing absolutely. on the front line. And to all NHS listeners, in case we've got more than one. And um, key workers. Yes. And key workers. Especially yeah, yeah, people, yeah. guys at St. Thomas's Hospital that may be listening, because I do remember how, and I hope you're all staying safe, apart from the bastards that sack me, I hope you choke. Um, sorry, I got I'm, that the wrong I'm, hit. I'm I not, got yeah. that. Thank you very much. Hi, all. We salute you, NHS staff. And yeah, the, the people that sat me weren't NHS, they were outside contractors anyway. Uh, Ian Wiley. Hi, all. He wants to thank me and Len for the great refresher podcast of 99-2000. He says it's a refresher as it refreshes his memory, and it's so bad. He loved the way Nigel tried to encourage my daughter by using waterboarding as a thought I'd share with you a similar effort by myself when my youngest was born. He was so excited, I suggested to my other half we should include West Ham as the middle name. 
<laughs> to my surprise, the missive must have been on gas still, as she agreed as long as we could also have her sister's name as the other middle name. Oh, I hope it weren't Karen. Uh, the end result was I didn't need to stop the waterboarding and I got to ensure we had another lifelong hammer whose name for life is as follows, Cheyenne Caroline West Ham Wiley. <laughs> uh, what do you guys think? Good effort or what? Did any of you on lads on the pod have other ways of ensuring their nippers are lifelong hammers? If so, please share. I just dragged them along as soon as he could walk. Pretty Literally. much. Yeah. Wimbledon away, Sellers Park. Yeah. Remember it, clear as day. Did we well, there was one story with George um, when he came home and said he wanted to support another team one day. Remember, John? <laughs> well, no, what was that one? He came home from school one day and he said, I want to support Arsenal or something like that. It was and he went out that weekend and bought him a, a full West Ham kit. Yeah, and, and, all booked, the... and booked tickets to Wimbledon away. Yeah. Wimbledon away. Oh, you yeah, remember yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah. That's because yeah. that was John's brother, my uncle, Rob. It was an Arsenal fan. And I was with him after school and he was trying to get me to support Arsenal. There you go. There you go. And my dad was having none of it. I wish he'd let me. I wish I'd, I wish I'd <laughs> let you as well. I mean, not really getting West Ham, but similar was I wanted my son to be called Oliver and Sam weren't having it. Obviously, I wanted to name him after Bayern Munich's goalkeeper and Germany's goalkeeper. And she weren't having it. When my missus was pregnant, she she used to be very ill and she was always in hospital for a while. And, and when she'd gone into labour with Oliver, she was sort of out unconscious. And the midwife uh, was sitting there, I was talking to the midwife, and she asked me, did we have any names? And it was going to be Megan if it was a girl. And if it was a boy, and I looked at Sam, and she was out cold, and I looked and sort of waved my hand in front of her, nothing. And I went, and if it's a boy, it's going to be Oliver. Of course, when the midwife delivered Oliver, she held him up and said, we've got an Oliver, because Sam wanted to call him Louis. True story, bro. True story, yeah. And luckily, where she was ill. Well, not luckily. I shouldn't say that. That's terrible. <laughs> not not luckily where she was ill, but also because she was in hospital for a while after having children, it meant I got to skip down to Camden Registry Office where our kids were born. Skip? Well, it was only down the road. But I used to, I'd, when you've had a kid, you're at the end. You? So you go skipping down the um, uh, Euston Road, the Camden Town Hall, and register the birth to make sure he got called Oliver. Just trying to visualise you skipping. Well, yeah. Run then, anyway. That, that's about it. I mean, yeah, my kids from Fort West Ham, I think they just looked at me and thought, oh, I don't want to be anything like that. My Belinda Cacacacatis, or what do you call her, Sean? Any cat. Cat. That's it. She's got. It's cat now because she said something and I've gone right off her. Oh, right. Yeah. She's given us her 11 players McCloscoe, Dix, Stuart Pierce. Which Does he? Sounds a bit naughty, really, <laughs> if you think about it. <laughs> uh, but that's what she put me, Closco, Dick, Stuart Pierce. Uh, I, I didn't even know they were playing at the same time. But anyway. Uh, Carrick, Rio Ferdinand, Alvin Martin, Sinclair, Payette, Tevez, Di Canio, Joe Cole. 
Uh, she just wants to say, while she knows the board are usually there to be shouted at, she's proud that they haven't gone the furlough route. So once we're not in embarrassment, oh. she loves the show and hopes we are all safe and well. Well done. Um, Thanks, Kat. Matthew Kemp has gone McClosco, Breaker, Dix, Ferdinand, Rice. So Breaker, Dix, Ferdinand, Rice. Uh, Lampard Jr., Carrot Cole, Payette, Defoe, Defoe, De Canio. Blimey, he's gone for a few of the uh, bad ones there. Uh, and there was one more. No, there wasn't. I think that's it. Was that it? You tell us. Yes. Yeah, you're 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 the question master. That is it for. Uh, it's all right. Uh, Chris Dineen commented, but he commented on the uh, if you had to sacrifice one Premier League team to stop COVID nineteen virus, who would it be, and why would it be Tottenham? <laughs> exactly. Uh, yes, but he put Liverpool, uh, and that end if. Hold up, we've had a late incomer. I'll get it in. It's our friend Scott Crosland. All right, chaps. He's gone for Ludo, then Rio Dicks Ginge. Um, <laughs> a lot of dicking going on about uh, people. <laughs> uh, and, but he's gone for Billich as well. He's got Cole Parker, Payette, Porfirio. Do you know, I need to lay down these rules. I think next week I'm going to lay down the rules a bit better. Yeah, you lay down some rules. You've got, you've got all this time off. Oh, yeah. How about yeah. you do something uh, productive and actually yeah. prepare for this? Uh, he's oh, gone before. They say PPP. What's that? Perfect preparation prevents piss poor performance. That's PPPPP then, isn't it? He's gone for Do Canio up front and Ashton. Um, he also said, Nigel, you should do a podcast about music because he loved reminiscing on Twitter today. Yes, that was good, Scott. And who would have thought that we'd have been at the same concerts at the same time and we didn't even know each other until 25 years later? And thus, Endif, Facebook. Like a love Twitter. story, that one. Yeah, well, it okay. turned out we'd both been to uh, Ilf- Oasis at Ilford, even though I walked in when they played the last song because I'd never heard of Oasis and I wanted to stay in the pub. Um, I mean, who were they supporting then? Someone? No, it it, it was a a nightclub, indie rock nightclub in Ilford, and they had a live band on that generally you'd never heard of, um, and a, Oasis. So you used to have to buy the ticket to get into the nightclub, and you'd get the band first, and then the nightclub after. But I was just bothered about the nightclub, so I stayed in the pub, walked in, and they were finishing. I think it was Champagne Supernova they were finishing with, and um, my mate said um, what a great gig it had been and how great they were. I was like, yeah, it sounded all right from the back. And that was it. And, of course, you know, two and a half years later, ended up paying big money to go and see them at Nebworth for 150,000 people where you couldn't even see them. I saw them at Nebworth. Yeah? Would you go, Saturday or Sunday? Uh, I think it was a Saturday. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. The, the prodigy we got caught in the car park, didn't we, John? For like... <laughs> Seven yeah. hours. What were, you, what were you up to in the car park? <laughs> we were in a coach. For seven hours. <laughs> a lot, by the sound of it. Seven hours. And we literally <laughs> got in back. the car park. We got back the next morning, like seven o'clock in the morning, didn't we? Uh, from uh, from Nebworth. Well, getting anyway, the train weren't no better quickly because we had to walk to the train station and it's, it was like three hours, I think. It's not a popular music concert podcast. It is a football podcast. Could be, though. Um, There's nothing else to talk about. 
Are we all right? Last now? thing is predictions. Uh, temperature on Good Friday. George. 18 degrees. John. Uh, 21. Oh. Nigel. I need to have a think about this. This is quite um, This is quite a thing. Where's that fucking app? Um, well, I'm going to go for 20, because <laughs> that's what it says on the BBC. Oh, that's before you get in for. there. <laughs> I'll go 21. So you can't choose that one. I'll go 20. no, 21's already gone. Who took 21? I did. Who's, has anyone took 20? Sure. Yeah, me. Uh, well, George 20, won 18. 22. 19. All right, 19, <laughs> then. I'll go 19. 19, all right. Where the right. fuck's so, oh, yeah, <laughs> A lot of swearing going on here tonight. <laughs> I've been Sean. Uh, John has been. I've been loving it. Uh, George has been Alexa Sanchez. <laughs> and and Alexis. Nigel has been. Well, I've been here, and frankly, I just want to say I shouldn't have been here. I should have been in Cyprus getting ready for my daughter's wedding. Um, but uh, sadly, this is not it. But the good news is, apparently, it's going to shite with rain in Cyprus on Thursday. Um, so that's what we're hoping for anyway. If people uh, do listen to this podcast out loud, we could say, hey, Alexa. Hey, Alexa. Cool. Do you think that'll work? You know how to it party, works. don't you, Sean? Yeah. Yeah, well, know, you'd go, yeah. hey, Alexis, wouldn't you? Alexis. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> hey, hey Gregly. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, one, one hour ten of bollocks. That's all the time we have this week. <laughs> okay, Gregly. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 